obsessive Send another desperate message On your knees I got you begging I forgot I meant to mention You ain't nothing when you tryna be sick You ain't nothing but my Mommies and daddies, welcome back to episode 7 of Roma's Man Cave, a safe place for men. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different because I am not filming in my studio. I'm here at my home, um, it's just after New Year's, so happy New Year's to everybody, and honestly I am just kind of in like a bit of a low with my mental health and stuff, so I haven't really made it into my studio because I'm just trying to really just focus on myself and keeping myself happy and all that good stuff. So today I have a really interesting podcast for you though because I was actually finally able to debate some feminists so what I've done is when I was on TikTok, I was debating them I've transcribed it over to audio for you guys and if you're watching on YouTube you'll be able to watch it in real life the audio is not perfect um, you know it's as if you were watching somebody on a phone you can still hear it but it won't be as crisp as it is right now with me talking to you I really hope that that's okay so even though the audio isn't as crisp and clear as it is right here right now with me speaking to you you can obviously still hear it it's great conversations and one of the feminists got so mad at me that her little feminist friends in the chat doxed my neighborhood and my oldest child who is only five they doxed her real name all because I was winning a debate about how women can be violent and um, I made some great points about Andrew Tate but feminists are just really not ready to listen to right now and that's fine I won't keep you much longer I'm gonna go I have a doctor's appointment to go get some new medication so hopefully I will be feeling better within the next couple days and episode 9 will be back in my studio I'm really excited for that one um, but I really hope that you guys enjoy this podcast I hope you enjoy listening to it and not only do I debate some feminists, but I also give some pretty good advice to some young men. In my opinion, don't mean to like pat myself on the back or anything, but and so I was very honored to be able to pull some of my logic and my statistics and my intelligence out of my hat for this one. But boy, did it make them mad. I've never seen anything like it. Without any further ado, I hope that you guys enjoy it. With that being said, Happy New Year and let's get on to it. Hello, beautiful. Hello. Hey. So um, I kind of agree and I kind of disagree. So um, I think that feminism in itself isn't, is definitely about equality, but just like everything else that we have in the world, we get this extreme groups. And I think that the extreme feminists have started to make a bad name for the movement because every real feminist that I have talked to, like myself, has advocated for men's rights alongside ours because we can't move forward as a society together unless we are talking about the societal problems of both sexes and working together to solve them. So I don't think that it's not about feminism not being about equality. I think that the extremist groups have made a bad name for it. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I feel like it, you know, I feel like this isn't just a case of like, because you are 100% correct, the women who support, um, you know, I consider myself a feminist, but I'm not like a fucking radical feminist. Like, of course, exactly. Women, of course, women's rights are very different in like the East than they are here. Like, I'm not stupid to that. But I just think that like, it's no longer become a case of there's some bad apples. I think like the whole basket has become just like broken down hello hello so 
My question is, and this this is an honest question. I really do want to hear your opinion on this. Do you think conversations like this red pill, blue pill thing are doing anything to help build towards a better society? I have no idea because I've never referred to the red pill in my life and I've never seen it. Um, but I understand what you're asking, what you're saying. I, I would say typically like, like you're talking about oppression Olympics, right? Who has it worse, who's doing worse and whatnot, right? Yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> sorry. It, it lagged um, a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, yeah, I think that there are people who will use feminism to just be misandrist and put themselves on a pedestal. And I think that there are people who will use men's rights to put men on a pedestal and put women down. But my problem is, is that there's no line in the sand where the people who are just merely talking about it, like myself, like I'm not doing anything wrong when I'm saying, hey, you know, men's mental health matters. But yet every single one of my mental health videos got targeted on YouTube. It seems to be a problem. So there's like a huge difference between, you know, fuck women and hey, women, we need to actually look at what we're doing here. But the thing is, is that like feminists won't allow that line to be drawn because any woman who does it is just like a pick me. So for right yeah. now, I think the conversation needs to be, it needs to continue to happen because I hear that a lot with where people are like, well, isn't that like making men victims or whatever, but like acknowledging a problem and pushing for acknowledgement, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I agree. I agree with you 100% on that, that, you know, both sides should, I, I think, I think a conversation should, you know, could start steering in a way where pe we start trying to work together. And uh, because I see a lot of conversations go like, especially here on TikTok, they'll be like, I did this because this person did this. And I was always told when I was growing up, two wrongs don't make a right. Exactly. But, and that's, but that's what I hear when I hear women making like these hateful comments towards men. It's all the time. Well, we can do this because men have oppressed us. We can say these awful things because men say misogynistic stuff about us, but it's like, Two wrongs don't make it right, especially with the body shaming. I see the most double standards when it comes to talking about men's purple-headed yogurt slingers. Like, God forbid, if you make a comment about a girl having no eyebrows, but saying that a guy has to be over six foot. Yeah, and I agree with you. What a lot of people don't understand, I think, sometimes is that history has been because it's always back to the history thing. They're like, well, historically, things have been this way. History has been easy for no one. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Uh, I just have a question. Yes. Um, do you think that modern feminism is more about like giving more power to women? And then historical feminism is more about equality or giving women the right to vote in that. Or yeah, yeah. See, back in the back in the day when, like, see, the thing is, is that modern women have convinced themselves that women's suffrage was about women being put up on a pedestal and not actually having to contribute anything. But in reality, 
what it was about was women being actually equal to men working alongside men. You know, like I'm wearing pants right now. I would not be able to wear these pants if it weren't for the OG feminists that fucking marched and wore white for me. Like, that's just the reality. But nowadays, what women think feminism is, is putting men down and expecting men to still serve us the same way that they did back in the 50s and 60s. Women back then understood and appreciated men more because like they understood that the men were going out fighting wars, working long days, dying at work just to pay the bills and like provide for her and the kids. So there was an appreciation, whereas modern day feminism has convinced women that that's just a given. And so they like, they've upped their standards for men, but lowered their standards for themselves where they think that they don't have to do anything. Yeah. In return. Yeah, that's what I, I was that, thinking. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, thank, uh, thank you. That was it. Uh, that was it. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. Hello. So I have a question, actually. Yeah. What are ways we can hold women accountable in your personal opinion? Um, personally, I honestly just think that this is one that like men just need to hand over to women. We always say to men, you know, it's, it's men's job to handle misogyny and men need to deal with their own toxic masculinity and all of this jazz. And it's like, okay, well then we need to take that tip as well because at the end of the day, society has manipulated women so much into believing that men are the enemy that they, and it doesn't matter if you say, hey, please don't say kill all men. I'm feeling suicidal right now. It hurts my mental health. They'll still tell you that you're being misogynistic. They're still, they'll still tell you that you're being dismissive to their trauma. There's nothing that you can say because this is the state of like the world today. So what it really is up to is like supporting the women who are calling out other women because, and like women have to start calling out women as well and supporting the women who do and start like breaking out of this oh it's a pick me thing because like that's so misogynistic like i don't formulate my thoughts just to get dick or just to get accepted for men like i can actually think for myself so they just don't understand they just hate men so much and unfortunately there's like nothing you guys can do what made you want to do this? Like, what made you want to advocate for men? Because in my personal opinion, I do, and this means no disrespect, you're a woman. Your voice will always be heard. Your feelings will always be heard. Your feelings will always be valid. You, you will always be believed regardless of any circumstance. Like, you, like you can make a false accusation towards me, and you yeah. will be believed and yeah. have very little to no accountability. So what do you gain from this? Well, at the end of the day, you know, I've been asked this over and over for years and I never had an answer because I never really knew. But over the last two years, I've really reconnected with people I grew up with. And they reminded me of the fact that like, I've been talking about this stuff since I was a teenager. And like, I know that I've, you know, I used to get into fights because, you know, girls would put their hands on my guy friends and my guy friends wouldn't hit women. So she was effectively like beating on him. And then, you know, <laughs> I'd get my licks back for him. Like a lot of this stuff is just really ingrained into me. 
uh, like it's it's hard to really pinpoint where you know like for example my mom was really abusive towards me and my dad so like my mom was a becky and my dad was working all the time making great money supporting my mom while she stayed at home and abused his children like it's so fucked up you know what i mean like i'm the provider in my family so i understand the financial stress i understand the feelings of like inadequacy if you're stressed out about money or just like I, I just understand because at the end of the day, like I, I just listened and I can't understand men like fully because I'm not a man. But if you listen, like you'll understand a lot. And so at the end of the day, the reason why I keep doing it is because like I just feel a fucking passion about it. Like sometimes I just like like I'm not a big crier, but sometimes I cry in frustration because I just don't understand how people think that men's rights is so radical. Like I have children. I have had friends that I've lost to suicide. My best friend I just lost over a year ago. Like it, people are just so brainwashed. And it's like if you saw someone on the street kicking a puppy, like not not relating men to puppies, but like that would make you really mad, right? There's like certain things that you're just, your heart is susceptible to. You know, some people it's elder abuse. If somebody hits an old person, they just feel something inside of them that just makes them like angry. That's passion. That's me. I'm just passionate about it. That's all. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, so I want to ask you. Yes. Um, and first, uh, sorry for my mistakes in pronunciation. I'm from Slovakia. Oh, it's okay. Okay. So why do you think um, women had always like lover um they were always under the man like always what do i think about that yeah um i think that's one way of looking at it i think the reason why if we're looking at like you know obviously women not having the right to own their own home not being able to open their own bank accounts that's incredibly oppressive. But if we're looking at the whole, um, you know, a woman stays at home and a man works, there's a transition of power there. And women hold soft power, especially in marriage. Um, and it's just not really spoken about. So I guess I would need a little bit more of like a definition of what you're talking about, about being under a man. Because I think that, um, I think that there's a lot more of a symbiotic relationship happening than what people want to think. That's just my opinion. Okay. And uh, one more question. Um, do you like, um, what do you, do you believe in uh, spiritual spirituality and these things? Like ghosts? Um, yeah, and energies. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was a really big believer uh, until uh, my best friend died last year. And him and I used to always joke around about if we ever died that we would like come visit each other. Uh, and it's been a year and I haven't seen anything yet. So I'm, I'm gonna have to say no, not anymore. Okay, um, but mm, not matter if you believe, but do you think like women have um, highest energy than men or something like that or no 
like calmer, calmer. nurturing energy? Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that women and boys, girls and boys are groomed um, all the way down to like their toys. Um, boys are groomed to love very differently. Um, and that's why you see a lot of older generational men not really knowing how to like emotionally attach with their children and do things like that because boys are groomed to, you know, be tough, be the workers and little girls were groomed with like dolls and to be caring and nurturing. There's, I mean, nothing scientific has ever proven that just because you have a penis or a vagina that you are inherently set to act a certain way. It just doesn't exist. It's all about how society grooms boys and girls to be. Oh, hi. Hey. Um, so I just had a quick question. I was talking to some people in the comments and trying to figure out if I should ask because it's not quite related to the topic. Um, but if you're not up to answering, totally okay. I was just curious to get your opinion on Andrew Tate. Hmm. Sure. Um, here's the thing. I, um, I disliked Andrew Tate before he came up because the video is gone now, but some people might remember it. He made a video talking about gypsies in Romania, uh, which I am. Uh, and I didn't really appreciate being called uh, dirty, uh, systematically problematic. Um, there was just a lot of stuff that wasn't okay with me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't like him for personal racial issues. Um, personally, there was a lot of stuff that I thought that he just said for shits and giggles, but then there was lots of other stuff that personally, I didn't really see as anything different from what like women are taught. For example, there was, you know, he got banned because he referred to women being in relationships with women as like training a dog. But yet. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I listened to that one. There's over 50. Like, I got more. There's like this. It expands. It's like a big picture. You just can't mm -hmm. see it all because it's portrait. But like. These are all about men being dogs. And I'm not saying it's right. It's, it's clearly not right. Like women are not fucking dogs. Yeah. Um, we, know, would, we would agree that both both are wrong. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like when he was also just talking about like going to the gym, working out, eating healthy, like I dead ass saw women responding to that saying that that was violent misogyny. Um, but yet it's not. So like the whole human trafficking stuff, personally, I'm not surprised. Um, I'm from Romania, so I understand the politics. I understand Romania a lot more than people here in the West. And people here just seem to think that he was arrested by like beat cops. Um, but he was pretty much arrested by like Romania's FBI. They're like their yeah. own anti-organized uh, crime units so like in order for them to get all of those warrants and all of that stuff like they have to go through a court process and like women's rights in romania is nothing like women's rights here like women have no rights like none like they still have to depend on a husband or a father so like and to see successful men um actually be arrested on behalf of like hurting women is just something we like just don't see for women so 
Yeah, I was on a live. But he hasn't earlier. been in court yet, so. He hasn't been to court yet? No, he he was, a lot of people think that he was arrested for, like, an interrogation. He's already been interrogated and released. Yeah. This is his, like, actual arrest, as far as I know. I was going to say, I was on a live earlier, um, and a gentleman joined, and he he's from R- Romania, um, and he was telling everyone about how the system over there works and how the people who arrested him are kind of like the FBI over, like, they're the FBI over there. Yes. Uh, and well, Interpol the- got involved. Yeah. Um, well, I just was just curious on your opinion um, on him because he... There's, there's no bail. I don't know why people think... And, and you can get bailed out on sex trafficking charges, but he has not been bailed. So you guys have to understand that there's like... People are sharing pictures of his arrest for like fucking like some money shit, fraud or some shit. Like you guys have to understand the amount of misinformation that's coming out of there. Like... My family lives in Romania. They are there. Um, like, I get my news sources from, like, Romanian news sources, all different types. So you just got to watch the fake news. So you um, wouldn't say, like, you agree with his views? Well, no. On, I, don't, like, no I, think, I think some of the stuff he says, uh, it makes sense why men would... Uh, agree to it, listen to it, like some of the self-care stuff, some of the like mm-hmm. valuing yourself as a man. Um, but personally, I don't really understand why everybody is like so outraged at him. I do understand why they're outraged at him, but I don't understand how they're the same people who support Cardi B, Amy Schumer, Donna Hilton. Um, so it's like, again, if feminism is about equality, then how come Cardi B it's still supportive. Yeah, or, she's talking about, like, robbing people after she drugs them and stuff. Or Amy Schumer, who goes on tour and talks about the multiple different times that she's raped men. Um, she went and spoke at a female women's empowerment speech where she was asked to speak about um, courage and confidence. And she chose to share a story of how she raped a boy in college and oh then uh, proceeded to body shame his, like, whiskey dick the fact that he couldn't get it up obviously because he was so drunk that and i quote he couldn't see straight so this is like what women are doing um Mm -hmm. donna hilton was asked to speak at the iconic million women's march like that's like a dream for every feminist to be able to go speak there millions of women march on the street on washington dc uh like on, on that strip or whatever and donna hilton was convicted charged convicted did her time for kidnapping a man holding him ransom, torturing him, uh, raping him with a metal pole, and then killing him. And she was chosen to speak as like women's hero, um, because I guess now she does like women's incarceration work or whatever. So if women are gonna be upset at men's representation, I just feel like maybe we should clean up our own house before we like start sniffing other people's toilets. No, I agree, yeah. (laughs) But. Um... But yeah, I guess that's, I was just curious on your opinion, Um, because I I feel like um, uh, a lot of people think just because you're, um, how do I say this? Uh, A lot of people think I'm conservative. They think I'm right wing, but I'm not. Yeah, they think because you're um, like anti-feminist that you're anti-women, I guess is what I would say. But I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the case at all. What people don't understand 
it was like my YouTube community, pardon me, I'm eating, um, I have like 1.2, 1.3 million, and I've polled my community over and over and over over the years, and consistently, an overwhelming majority of my community is pro-choice for women, LGBT, LGBTQ inclusive, trans inclusive, like, so a lot of people just assume that I'm conservative, but I'm not, um, and it's just funny, but yeah, hello. Hello, um, nice to meet you, Chloe, and Happy New Year's. Um, so I'm personally somebody who considers myself an intersectional feminist. Um, uh, what is your, what is like your idea of what feminism is? Like, what's feminism to you? To me, well, because I've, <laughs> I like to consider myself a feminist. I like to consider myself like an original feminist. And to me, it's about like breaking down the systems in society that are oppressing both men and women, whether that be social systems or political. Great. So like we can both kind of agree that like feminism isn't just the fight for like women, but like women and men. Yes. Okay, um, so why do you believe feminism is not about equality? Um, because, like, modern day? Yeah. Um, because it's about the representation, right? So, <coughs> for example, uh, I'm a men's rights advocate. I'm, I have the largest community um, in the world on social media that has to do with men's rights. And I'm fully aware that there are many, many others in the men's rights community that are very toxic. Like they're, you know, they hate women, just very radical. And so I know that it's my job to call that out, to try to hold my community accountable. Um, and if I'm not doing that, then I can't say anything about, oh, well, there's, there's this and then there's this, you know what I mean? Um, my point is, is that when it comes to representation, Feminists are just main feminism that we see on social media. Um, like they're not doing that. For example, over 150 prominent individuals and organizations that are attached to feminism signed their name in an open letter to Amber Heard. Months after, like months after she lost, I've never personally, I've never seen anybody bet on a losing horse after it lost the race, but it happened. And those are people like, you know, big makeup companies, uh, women, the woman who arranges the Million Women's March, like that's supposed to be my representation as a woman. And they openly signed their name in support of a bed shitter. So at the end of the day, until we start to see these big feminists actually calling this out and doing more to draw the line in the sand between like intersectional feminism and like, turf feminism and radical feminism, then I have to say that feminism isn't about equality. It's not enough for me to be like, oh, well, there's good feminists and then there's bad feminists. I do talk about that a lot, but I still talk about the bad feminists more because as a woman, that's what I see as my representation. I don't see the intersectional uh, feminism. I just don't. The largest feminist page on Instagram um, at the beginning of COVID said that the only good thing about COVID was that it was killing men faster or some shit like that. So like, that's my representation, so. Um, I, I can understand um, maybe how like media portrays feminism. And I actually think that that's like a huge part of the patriarchy is to demonize feminism. 
um, and make it less accessible and like less um, visible and to demonize it in nature. Um, right, because that does benefit men. Right. Right. Um, and so I think that's like we very common. We also see that like men make up the majority of CEOs. So they're a lot of the time in control of these things. Um, we also see that, you know, men make up the majority of board executives, um, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, we see that men make up about 90% of all violent crime. Um, so I, I think that like there is a huge issue on the men's side. And I think there's a huge issue on the women's side, too. I think that there's a lot of internalized misogyny that both men and women have to work on. Even I myself, I'm personally someone who's pansexual. And it took me a very long time to come to terms with that. Um, and it was due to a lot of my internalized misogyny that I had towards myself, thinking like, oh, you you can't leave the house without your makeup on. You know, you can't leave the house like this. Or, um, right. you know, wanting to do a sport and feeling like it's too masculine or I may get made fun of because it's so masculine um, and things of that nature and trying to hide that part of my identity. Um, right. And I think it's so valid to, um, you know, call out the radical part of feminism. But I think the majority of feminists are truly working towards um, the idea of intersectional feminism. And I think a lot of feminists have now learned we have to work with men because sadly, um, you know, not really sadly, to be honest, I I think it would be a terrible idea. Women don't get to just vote on women's issues. Right. Um, That would start a terrible thing where we would have segregated voting. I I think that would be awful. Right. Um, So we have to get men educated and we have to have them um, change. We also see that like, a lot of men, I, I really agree with the term of educate your sons so you don't have to protect your daughter. Um, and I, I think that's like something that's very valid. Um, and I think we see it with our new generation of boys. I think that, you know, like, for example, my nephew's eight and he is a lot different than what I remember my brother being at that age. He's not as aggressive, not as violent, very calm, very um, kind of, you know, creative and more into STEM. The definition of what masculinity is, is changing. Right. Yes. So, um, like, what's your like main issue with feminism today? Well, I think a lot of what you said in what and what you said, even though I understand what where you're coming from, and like obviously you're putting your point across very respectfully. I think a lot of my issues with feminism kind of lies in a lot of what you stated. For example, you know, saying, uh, you know, that we need to. Uh, educate men more, that we need to, uh, what else did you say, protect our sons to like make our daughters safer. You said that, you know, men are taking up the majority of CEOs and, um, you know, in politics and stuff like that. But my issue with that is that men are also taking up the majority of the suicide rate, the homeless rate, they're falling behind in education, they take up 82% of the global homicide rate. Um, like it's really, it's really intense actually. And so my question is if, if challenging feminism or, or being anti-feminist helps the patriarchy, then what is being anti-man, like what's the inverse of that, right? I think we can definitely look towards egalitarian societies where they practice this, um, And I think when we're talking about these types of things, it's not bad to point out that there's a specific problem here. Um, And I I don't know if you ever heard the term toxic masculinity. 
Um, it was something that was termed by a um, child of a very militant father. Um, his father, you know, pushed very, very strict gender roles on him. Um, and was it was very harmful to him as a child. Um, and he actually coined the term toxic masculinity. So um, it wasn't even feminists who did this. It was a men's right activist movement that did this. Um, and it's actually a term that um, I will actually bring up this APA article, um, but it's a term that is used to describe the toxic traits and, you know, social structures we put towards men. And I think that, you know, the patriarchy each equally harms men and women. I think that it's terrible that we've only set men to protect and provide. I think that leaves a lot of men with almost, we, we, rob, we rob them of nurturing skills. Um, we don't allow them to express their feelings when it's needed. Um, well, and it's anti-feminist inherently. And we, you know, we only accept things like emotions like anger. And we say that that's okay, but they're not allowed to express any other emotion, right? Um, and that's why I say educate, because I think education is the, the thing that will fix this. Um, right. But my, my issue is that, like, you know, all that stuff is, like, you know, show emotions and all that stuff. Like, that. that's just the bare minimum, right? It's the bare minimum, because it... The issue in society, and I think what a lot of like feminists just don't understand is that men aren't getting these ideologies from just like anywhere. And it's not just their fathers that are perpetu per perpetuating it, pardon me, um, because there are countless and countless and countless of men who grew up in single mother homes where the mom said, okay, you're the man of the house now. That's very patriarchal. Um, I was just watching Disney Plus with my daughter three hours ago, watching The Lion Guard, which is like The Lion King's children in some series. And there's a scene where this, this girl is like calling Simba's son um, like stupid because he's a male. And he's like, and he says, not all males are stupid. And she says, says the male who's flat on his back stuck in a thorn bush. Like we're, there's, this type of like man hate and stuff is like really indoctrinated. And I guess my question is, is like, when do we teach our girls um, so that we can also like protect our boys? Because, you know, the domestic violence rate is 50 50 and the um, you know, the the jail statistic that you cited is so old because for the last 30 years, women in prison, especially in America, it's gone up 300 percent. So, and the majority of women in prison are in prison for domestic violence, and then it's robbery, and then it's murdering their children. So my question is, is if, if the answer is teach your sons to keep women safe, that kind of sounds to me like trying to treat the gender and not the problem. And if we're going to use that ideology, then does that mean that like, 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 what do we say to women who are murdering their children? Because it's women who are murdering their kids. So like, do we start, when do we start teaching women to keep their kids safe? You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense. We need to target the issue. Uh, but feminism focuses on treating men or boys as if they're like inherently a problem. But, you know, masculinity isn't toxic. It's the ideologies in society that's pushed by both men and women. Like we as women push it every time we say that the man needs to 
provide for us. He needs to make X, Y, Z. He needs to be strong. Like those are all very patriarchal things. So I just think that feminism pushes a lot of patriarchy more than they would like to admit, but then say that men need to solve the problem of patriarchy. Little Timmy down the street doesn't have anything to do with it. So. Okay. Um, that's a lot to respond to. Um, <laughs> okay. I wrote some things down just so I remembered. Um, so with the, um, with the um, unaliving rate, the homicide rate, um, with that, um, it's actually men hurting other men. We see that there's a lot of male-on-male violence. Um, and it's due to those patriarchal factors you were talking about, that idea of, you know, stoicism and competitiveness and these ideas that um, are pushed on men from a young age. Men kill other men in higher rates of, like, so, burglaries, uh, and it's due to poverty, not... I, I don't... I think that a large portion of crime is due to poverty, but it's also due the reason why we see a male well, you on can, male. You can, you can think it all day long, but it's, I, it's factual. I, I understand. Can I can I just finish real quick? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the the uh, the homicide rate is males hurting other males, and I think it's due to that idea of violence and things of that nature. And the um, domestic violence rate is not fifty fifty. Yes, it um, is. From the DOJ.gov, um, it says right here that is one in four for women and one in nine for men. I never stated a jail statistic also. Um, I, I don't know where you got that from. I was talking about violent crime rates, um, and I said that men make about 90% of those, and I, I think you were talking about that maybe. Um, in addition to that, toxic masculinity um, isn't saying that masculinity is toxic. There's an idea of healthy masculinity. Um, there, there is, and you know, you can have those ideals, right? Um, things like leadership and, um, you know, this idea of <clears throat> guiding your family, being strong, um, emotionally and things of that nature. Um, but that's a healthy way of your masculinity, right? And we also see toxic feminism, which I think it was something you were, you're touching on a lot, which is when women perpetuate these awful patriarchal ideals. Um, and that's a huge part of the issue, right? Women and men um, can both perpetuate the patriarchy and they can both harm each other with it. And that's why I say it equally harms men and women. So I guess my question to you is when you start, I'm, I'm just pulling up the proper domestic violence statistics here. Um, but while I'm doing that, my question, I guess, is like, um, you know, I always hear that whenever I bring up the, <clears throat> the homicide rate. Yeah, well, it, it's men doing it to other men. I guess my question is, number one, what's your point? And number two, why is that always brought up in some, like, dismissive, like, it's men's problem. They have to deal with it. Okay, well, again, women are killing their children at an extremely alarming rate, way more than fathers are, way more than random partners that these moms are dating are. It, it, like, it's just alarming. Um, female genital mutilation, the majority of women, the majority of little girls who have female genital mutilation done on them, it's done by female doctors and female nurses. So when addressing that problem, should we say, oh, but it's done by other women? So the reason why I brought that up is because I'm saying this, this 
reason, one of the main reasons why it's very multifactorial, but one of the main reasons why we see this is because of this idea of aggression and dominance that men have to portray in order to sustain their identity of masculinity or being a man or somehow to make them more of a man if they win a fight or if they get the girl, right? And these ideas are very harmful to men. Um, and that's why I brought it up because I think it equally harms men. I think men are very much being harmed by the patriarchy. Um, and I, I, it's not to discount the experience at all. I think men do go through a lot because of the patriarchy. And I think that's why we need to work together to bring it down. Um, so, oh, my stats are from 2019. Maybe that's why. Oh, that, that's okay. You can't see this properly. Just give me a second. Okay, I'll show mine too. We can try to um, see like where they're sourced, maybe. Yeah, we can. We can definitely do that. This is my source. One in nine men, one in four women. Oh, is this the wrong one? God damn it. Yeah, that one's a longer conversation. You won't understand this one. This was a, I mean, you guys can read this while I do it, by the way. Um, this was a woman who studied domestic violence as a career. Uh, and she had some pretty interesting notes. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> I'm just grabbing a few more statistics here because I, I think that's another big problem too is um, like feminists using wrong statistics. Um, and it's not your guys's fault. Like it's, it was literally done Way before you knew what feminism was. So first, I'm going to show you this one. Um, for anybody watching, if you want to know where to get unbiased, proper statistics, this is the NISVS. This is a CDC. This is taken directly from the CDC. A 12-month prevalence of physical violence victimization by intimate partner, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2015. So this is just when it was released, okay? So if we're noticing a pattern here where men are actually taking up more victims of domestic violence, then we can probably assume, okay, that it's more. Okay, yeah. Let's see that. Okay, wait, let me see. Nice. Okay, now let me show you something else. All right, so, so you're a big feminist, right? Yeah, I can, I can see it. You're a big feminist, right? I think you muted yourself. Yeah, if that's what you would like to say, I don't find it insulting. Okay, no, I definitely was not. That's not an insult. I was just merely, I guess I was more asking where like the majority of your knowledge lies. Like, like, do, do you know who Dr. Murray Strauss is? 
Um, no, I don't. Okay. Get mad. <laughs> okay. Dr. Murray Strauss, or sorry, Professor Murray mad. Strauss. I promise he, I'm not mad. Okay. Professor Murray Strauss invented the very instrument that's used to, um, uh, to measure domestic violence rates, okay? So he invented the very tool that that statistic that you're reading that was used to make that statistic, okay? So he was an internationally renowned researcher of domestic violence, all right? So what he did is he summarized 200 plus studies that showed gender symmetry in perpetration of abuse. If you don't know what gender symmetry means, that means like 50-50. It means both genders equal perpetrations of I understand. abuse. I know, but there's 242 people who might not. Strauss also presented seven methods that he's seen used to conceal and deny the evidence on gender symmetry. I'll show you that in a second, because there's lots of tools that, I'm not saying you because you're a feminist, but lots and lots of feminists use to conceal the truth. But there's another important guy. Professor Richard Gillis, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. He authored America's first ever systemic empirical investigation of family violence. He wrote 24 books and pioneered over a hundred articles and papers, okay? Super, super, super respected. I have a good point here, okay? This is Sarah, okay? She as well, she studied 750 articles from three different databases and found that one in four women and one in five men reported perpetrating physical violence in an intimate partner relationship, okay? So this is self-reporting, self-reporting, okay? So these women are not, they self-reported, all right? These yeah, that's people, how we collect their data. Right. Women are, so, so what, what this found, okay, when he summarized all of these, he found that women are as physically aggressive as men or more in their relationships with their spouses or opposite sex partners. And we see this because lesbian relationships have the highest rate of domestic violence. So can I see that statistic, please? Oh, yeah, sure. So these three people, let me grab it for you. These three people, highly, highly respected in their field in researching domestic violence, family violence, right? These people teamed up together. They did all of this research and they published a study that showed that women were just as likely, if not more, violent than men. And what happened, especially to the girl, because there was another one, Professor Suzanne, she ended up, every single one of them got butted out of the feminist community. Um, nobody called them anymore for press conferences, anything like that, all because they released that women are 100% just as likely, if not more likely to commit violence than men. And my issue with- Mm -hmm. I don't disagree with that. I think they're correct in that. Okay, so you do agree that the domestic violence rate is 50-50? No, I, I agree that everyone has the same capacity to commit violence. Okay, but if you don't believe that men are more violent than women, then the domestic violence rate wouldn't be 50-50. I think it is more normalized for men to have violent acts than women. And I think it's, an, it, I think it's something that is affected by social grooming.
Um, I don't think it has much to do with the capacity. I think everyone has the capacity to be just as violent as the person beside them. Do you think that a woman slapping a man across the face on the street would get as much of a reaction as if a man slapped a woman? Because it, it, it is definitely the other way around. Like women 100% are groomed I, I was to just gonna, be violent. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that men are groomed to be violent. I think it's just more normalized for men to have, be violent. And I think the only normalized emotion for men to feel is anger. I think we only allow men to feel anger because that is somehow how they validate the masculinity of them being a man. They show any other emotion like stress, um, maybe just maybe distraught, maybe if they're crying, those things are all not respected. Oh, damn. I'm just pulling up the <laughs> holy fuck. Are you in America or Canada? Because this is Canadian and this this is fucked up. This is that people in dating relationship who identify as lesbian, gay, or bisexual are approximately twice as likely to as heterosexual individuals to report experiencing violence, especially in lesbian relationships where dating someone of the same sex, they were 18% more likely to experience domestic violence. I, I'm sorry. Um, but I, I live in America, so like our, our cultures are a little bit different. How do you figure? Um, they just are like different cultures and different countries. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But when we're talking you guys about live, like social... you guys live like much more like of a, a socialist like like style, where Americans live Everybody more of a capitalist. That. There's nothing socialist about like even even our I like mean, our healthcare isn't even socialist because we all pool our money together to pay for it. Like that's what socialism is. Okay, you know what? I know that you don't talk um, like that, so you can sweeten your voice somewhere else. Anybody else? That's what it is. Shut the fuck up. I need a bong toke. Sorry, like you're not gonna hit me with that fake nice fucking. That's what it is. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Also, I can't debate with somebody who just ignores every single one of my points. Like, did you notice that, like, she, did, she didn't respond to anything I had to say? Everything was like, yeah, but it affects men too. And like, yeah, like patriarchy. And like, I felt like I couldn't do sports. And that's because of misogyny. That's because of fucking prejudice. Are you stupid? You don't even know what fa Oh man, I tried so hard to keep it together. Hey, how are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Is that Amber Heard as your profile picture? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, I look like Amber Heard. <laughs> no, that's the girl from Clueless. Um, but I, I wanted to understand, like, um, feminism is not about equality. So I just kind of want to understand you know, I did listen. I've been here for almost an hour. Uh, but, you know, um, to me, it is about equality. But I kind of want to understand, like, where you're coming from entirely, just in that, like, statement. I think that, um, I think that there are a lot of feminists who want equality. But I don't think that feminism, the ideology, is 
I don't think it's about equality anymore. And, you know, my content, if you go on my YouTube, I have so many videos talking about the difference between like what an actual feminist looks like um, and what a, a radical feminist looks like. I talk about, you know, women's issues, feminist issues that are really important and like, you know, need to be spoken on. And like, I drew that very like straight line in the sand um, because I believed in it and I believed in feminism in itself, I guess. But then when 150 organizations signed their name to Amber Heard, and like a lot of them were supposed to be like my biggest representation as women, that's when I realized that like, it literally can't be about equality. It can't be about holding anybody accountable. Um, and especially considering us as women, like we're allowed to get out of all of our boxes. We don't have to be caregivers and X, Y, Z. But yet we still want a man to like provide for us. And like, we haven't pulled men out of their box where they're only providers. And so it's like, until feminism as a whole starts to represent itself in a better light, which is like these big feminists and like more feminists calling for more equal feminism. I can't say that it's about equality because like the biggest feminist, like I said, the biggest feminist page on Instagram um, is like very man hating. It has like 3 million or something. There's some like huge feminist pages on Reddit that are just awful. Like, you know, these organizations, these are like real people, you know, so it's like, that's my representation. I see. No, I don't understand. I think where you're coming from. Um, and it does make sense to me. I actually didn't know that like feminist groups signed for Amber Heard. This is my first time hearing that. Yeah. Um, and it's very interesting just because um, I, I'm, I consider myself a feminist, but I did not support Amber Heard based on the things that I know and the things yeah. that came out to be true. Um, yeah. So it's very interesting that they signed that and I can understand, you know, like, yeah, like how you view these things. I'll do the same. I think for me, like feminism is about equality, but I also know that like there are you know, feminists that represent feminism in the bad in a bad light. Um, yeah. Yes, and then I also think that like feminism, um, it tends to lean you know fa more in favor for women because I think women have been oppressed for such a long time. So it's like um, giving them an extra hand. I don't know how to explain it. Like, kind of to uh the way i would describe it it's like if you had an empty cup and then you had like a half cup like a half full cup you have to pour more into the empty cup in order to bring it to like yeah it's using privilege as um a tool instead of a weapon it's like how i use my privilege as a woman to speak on men's issues yes um yeah, yeah i guess like I, I don't understand you. Like, it's just hard for me to um, say certain things just because I can understand where you're coming from also. And I like the things that you said earlier was like, it's feminists want like, you know, amount to provide, but also like, um, you know, they don't want like the gender roles that comes with like, 
uh, sorry, I don't want to like repeat being, what you being on the opposite end of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so having to I, take care of the home, yes. Yes. yes, and I feel like that puts too much pressure on men, and I do that like the uh, the suicide rate for men is on the rise because of that reason. Like men are fe- feeling pressured because like they have to take care of the you know the family and they have all this. Uh... Oh, <laughs> oh, that scared the living daylights out of me. That is so cute. Thank you. I don't. Know. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like, I know I don't understand that. I think for me, I guess I want feminism to be about equality. Um, and I think it's, I'm coming from a good place. Um, but I don't understand. I think there's a lot more to it than like what, you know, I understand. Um, so I guess I just have to do more research. Again, I didn't know that they signed for Amber Heard. To me also, I'm from a country where women are very much oppressed to this day. So yeah. I view feminism well, from the way Rome. out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely understand. And I think that's what drives me so much and kind of pisses me off about feminism in the West is that um, they don't they don't fucking understand. Like they don't understand yeah. what oppression is. Like they, they just don't fucking get it. Like they yeah. don't get it. And, and I think that that's like, like true oppression of women, you know? And it just like really bothers me sometimes because like I'm from a country where women are oppressed and Mm -hmm. like beat on the street and not respected aren't allowed aren't legally allowed to make nearly as much as men like that's actual feminism like there are actual concerns that need to be addressed and so like I just believe that feminism owes feminists more because I never in my life have seen more women come together to support men than the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard situation. Like I saw so many women that I can definitively say that most feminists don't support Amber Heard. It's like really radical ones, but it's like, why did these organizations think that everybody just wanted to suck her toes? Like, maybe there is more support for her than I'm seeing, you know? Like, why did they feel like that was all right? But thank you for having me and I hope you have a wonderful night. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much Thank for your you. perspective. I appreciate it. Bye. Who you so obsessive? Send another desperate message on your knees. I got you begging. I forgot I meant to mention You ain't nothing when you trying to be sick. You ain't nothing but my own and ass bitch. Who you so obsessive? Send another desperate message on your knees.